Welcome back to Cognitive Revolution. I'm Cody Commerce, and this is my show about the personal side of the intellectual journey. So if you follow the show, you may have noticed that I haven't produced any episodes over the last two months. I took July and August off, not only from podcasts, but essentially all my work. It was somewhere in between a bottoming out of not being able to handle my workload during the pandemic and me allowing myself the space I needed to rebuild some semblance of mental health. So I wanted to talk a little bit about what that's looked like for me, as I imagine there are others out there who have had a similar experience to mine in some ways. The pandemic has been a kind of long descending staircase for me at the outset. I tried to continue on with producing things, content, uh, research, writing, podcasts, as I normally would. Uh, And then one by one, I let each of those activities go. By July, I was all but comprehensively engaged in idleness. And so in this piece, I want to detail a bit about some of the ways in which I think I've grown during that time, as well as some ways I hope to grow going forward. The first thing that comes to mind in terms of lessons learned is a deep appreciation of my own fragility. So in the early stages of the pandemic, the issues, you know, they they came out of a fire hose. In this sense, uh, this was just a more dramatic version of what life is like on a regular basis. Things come up. Sometimes they're especially tough. You deal with them. The early stage problems of the pandemic were in a word, acute. What is going on? What should I be doing about it? How should I get up and running with these new constraints that I have to work under? These are the problems uh, that we faced and they, they had the property of demanding that something be done about them. And though they were certainly distracting, uh, they, they did require of you some sort of response. But as the months wore on, the problems became chronic. For me, it was a sense uh, that the worthwhileness had been drained out of life's activities and an overwhelming feeling of the stalled inertia of neither going anywhere nor really having the desire to do so. Um, I experienced new kinds of loneliness, which came under different shades of isolation. And uh, it was kind of a slow death of every habit I've ever built up besides the ones dedicated to binging shows on Netflix. None of these uh, inspired in me a a sense of counteraction, right? It felt like there was no way to combat what was going on, only to sit through it, which is exactly what I did. and so whether or not mine was a good or successful response to the pandemic, I don't really feel the need to say. But my inability to cope with everything that's happened over the past few months did a lot to articulate all the ways in which I've built up for myself an environment that coddles my productivity and my wants and a certain kind of lifestyle. And while in that habitat, it's easy to cultivate the sense that you've got it all going on, Over the past few months, I've been made painfully aware of all the areas in which that's not necessarily the case. So um, as far as my own self-image goes, I think this all has aroused in me a greater sense of 
perhaps what the general population would call humility. And uh, I'll be the first to admit, this is not always something that's been my strong suit. Um, but in, And then on sort of the other side from that, as far as the way I think about others, it gives me a much more nuanced appreciation about how unseen factors in someone's personal life or social environment can affect their behavior and their work. So even with everything that's happened, my life was still pretty damn good in the grand scheme of things. And uh, yet I, I couldn't deal with it even, even with that. And uh, so how much more difficult is it for people who have even, even greater difficulties, even longer lasting situations from everything from the subtle to the dramatic, uh, which affect the way they, they interact with the world. So I'd like to think that I'm ever so slightly more empathic when it comes to appreciating just how significant the impact of those variations in the environment can be. And I hope I can internalize that understanding going forward, that it sticks with me. And uh, that the opportunity to grow in that uh, particular direction is something that I'm grateful for. So a related point to the appreciation of just how much I can be affected by circumstances outside my control is a strengthened ability to sit with suboptimality. My natural response to life's problems is to fix them. Something knocks you down, you lay there for a minute, then you get up and figure out how to fortify yourself so you'll be better prepared next time around. But the chronic problems of the pandemic did not admit of any solutions, at least none that I was able to come up with. Week after week, I tried to switch things up. I tried to tweak things to get back on track, but any improvements were only temporary. I found myself consistently, week after week, getting more idle, less productive, and for a long while, less happy. Uh, there was no recourse to a different strategy to make things the way that I wanted. I simply did not have the ability to arrange life to my own liking in the way I, I normally do. And I didn't find a way to be especially productive, but I did find a way to be substantively happier. And it had to do with releasing myself from the sense of responsibility to shape my life in the mold of my own wishes. The moment my mental health started to trend upward was the moment I allowed myself to do nothing, to, to relinquish the usual regimen of work that I put on myself. And while that didn't exactly solve my work problems, it did help me to adapt myself to a greater range of circumstances. And I found myself able to get back into a much healthier headspace than I previously was in. Uh, I couldn't fix things so I got better at accepting them as they were. It sounds like a simple and obvious solution, but I'll tell you what, I tried my damnedest not to implement it for quite a while. Above all, what I've developed over the last few months is a recalibrated sense of what matters and what doesn't. In the normal goings-on of life, there's a lot to get caught up in. In the moment, these things seem like such a big deal. Uh, but in the much slower existence of my current days, I've been able to gain some critical distance on, well, you know, pretty much everything. And in some cases, too much critical distance, 
Uh, I think part of why I've had a hard time doing research and writing over the past few months is because a lot of the things that seemed urgent and important in pre-pandemic life don't quite seem all that pressing anymore. But at any rate, the, the positive side of it is that the things that are all too easy to get wrapped up in no longer hold much sway over me. At least that's what it feels like. The list of things that are really necessary at the end of the day is a short one. And as far as I'm concerned, the rest can come and go as they please. And the fact of the matter is they will. So uh, that brings me to looking forward. And as fall begins, my next stage is to return to work in earnest. Uh, I've, I'm, I'm happy uh, with how I've done to get a handle back on mental health. And I appreciate that. And I think that that was definitely a priority. I want to keep it up. But it's time to find a way to dig into things again in a way that I haven't really been able to do. Um, it's, which is not to say that I, I want to go back to normal, but uh, I do need to dig into things on new terms. And in the areas for which it's possible, uh, I want to do a better and healthier version of things going forward. So for me, the, the biggest opportunity I have right now is to build my work habits from the ground up. Any sense of continuity, of habitual progression has been, you know, completely obliterated, to, uh, to put not too fine of a point on it. And as with my point above uh, about the effects of environment, this also gives me a, a sort of uh, deeper appreciation of just how much I'd done to build up a strong base of work habits, strategies, and routines. The delta between where I've been recently and where I was at my peak is huge. And honestly, I find that encouraging because no matter how efficient one may be, it's always tempting to, feeling, to feel like you're not doing enough. Right? And that, that feeling will probably return to me in some guys in the future, but uh, I've at least glimpsed a more realistic picture of what my productivity at usual levels looks like. Um, and I guess the best case scenario I see coming from that is that this lends a stronger footing to self-acceptance in the ever-present tension between self-acceptance and self-improvement. More directly, the opportunity is to keep the good habits and eliminate the bad ones. Because usually any targeting of bad habits requires breaking them down. Uh, for me, that obstacle has been removed. I don't have any habits to break, good or bad. So as I try to implement many of my old work routines, I'm trying to be explicit about what I want to include and what I don't. For example, I usually employ a pretty strict time management regimen to make sure I get everything done that I want to do. You can find a version of that on my website in which I detail a number of those strategies. I believe the piece is called How to Be Productive, uh, How to, to Self-Motivate During Your PhD. At any rate, uh, some of those time management strategies are effective, but I also think some of them can be a little bit overkill, unnecessary, or even detrimental in the way in which I implement them or adhere to them or uh, you know the the extent to which I take them too seriously. And so uh, instead of having to do the hard work of breaking those habits, uh, all I have to do now is not relearn them. 
And that, uh, at the end of the day, is a pretty big opportunity. And I think that that's a big thing to take advantage of, uh, which is unique to this particular situation. And so all of these considerations are in service of the project of rebuilding life around what matters. As with not relearning the bad habits, it's about putting things in their proper place. Things that are more trouble than they're worth, that are more a source of anxiety than a font of inspiration, those aren't going to get center stage going forward. This is where that critical distance helps. Having gone through a process of leaving out pretty much everything I normally do, I can see uh, which, which things uh, I was fine without and which ones I wasn't. I've always been pretty unrelenting in my refusal to engage in things that don't matter, but now I have the empirical evidence of what life would be like without seemingly important activity X. And some of these admissions do really hurt, but many of them didn't. And so those ones aren't getting let back in. So what matters? In the short term, it's sitting down to a good meal with the people you love. In the long term, it's doing work that builds towards something meaningful and larger than oneself. There are variations on these themes worth including, but that's the main stuff. Everything else is expendable. All of that being said, there is something that I'm excited to introduce. It is a new podcast that I'm coming out with called Notes from the Field. It's a show about travel, uh, and it features a number of essays that I've written over the last couple of years. So the bulk of the, the writing was done um, between 2018 and now. Certainly not all of it was done during pandemic, because as I just said, uh, I didn't actually get that much writing done. But um, sort of more about the show, as anyone, as anyone who listens to Cognitive Revolution will know, I have a not-so-secret obsession with anthropologists. I love the idea of going to a place that you don't understand, attempting to make sense of it, then returning home to try to explain what it is you experienced. And so in a more informal way, that's what this show tries to do. I'm really excited to share it with everyone, and the first episode drops on September 10th, so stay tuned. In the meantime, if you enjoyed hearing about this sort of thing I talked about uh, in this episode, then please consider signing up for my newsletter, Dear Luke. It's my most personal writing uh, in which I talk about things that I'm working on and areas uh, that I'm thinking about and trying to grow in. So you can find that on my website, codycommerce.com newsletter. So thank you for listening, and I will see you back here next week for resumption of our normal episodes.